Now, the face of retail has been changing since the start of digital transformation. Many traditional retailers have witnessed the rise of Amazon, for example, to dominate retailing, changing how consumers engage and make purchases. Alibaba took it to celebrity affair with their annual Singles Day event. But it took the pandemic with its mobile and social restrictions to get more retailers to finally start to change in how they engage customers. What is certain at this moment in time is that the evolution of retailing will continue to change. In today's podcast for Future CFO, we are joined by York Young Yo, Chief Financial Officer for Decathlon, for his take on how retailing has changed and possibly will keep changing in the years to come. York, welcome to Podcast for Future CFO. Hello, Ellen. Thank you for having me on this program. In your perspective as CFO, how has retailing changed over the last five years? Yeah, definitely. I think the retail scene has definitely evolved dramatically in the last five years and certain advances were accelerated due to the recent pandemic that we have. And to really answer this question, allow me to take you through the, the different years breakdown since 2017 to 2022. When I first joined Decathlon in 2017, majority of the retail sales were done in brick and mortar stores as e-commerce was still quite a small share of sales despite its rapid growth. In 2017, the e-commerce made up of about 5% of retail sales in Singapore. And for Decathlon, it was only about 4% of our total retail sales. And for these minorities who were purchasing online, there was close to about a 50-50 split in terms of mobile usage versus desktop usage at that point in time. And it is mainly because most retailers do not yet have a mobile optimized web pages or have developed an app yet at that point in time. So business leaders like myself were in the process of deciding which business model we should be building for the brand's e-commerce. Some questions we asked were, do we work with an external marketplace or do we build the project in-house? How much could we invest in the business plan and for how long can we do that? And how can we ensure that this new business model will be profitable? As the e-commerce scene develops and evolves, Singapore actually doubled its e-commerce retail sales in 2019. Just before the pandemic hit, the e-commerce share is about 8% of total retail sales in Singapore by then. And the trend was then further accelerated when COVID-19 led to lockdowns and store closures, affecting the way consumers shop. At Decathlon, the team understood the importance of e-commerce and connecting with our users through live streaming activities, which we began ramping up during this time and allowed the brand to continue to closely connect with the customers despite the physical distance. The years between 2019 and 2021 were the toughest for retailers because companies need to find ways to secure the cash flow necessary to continue their operations. And for Decathlon, it was also critical need to pivot the company by accelerating even faster our e-commerce adoption as part of the strategic business continuity plans. I remember the time during Singapore circuit breaker between April to June 2020, I witnessed how our teams quickly transformed Decathlon's physical store into the e-commerce fulfillment centers. Teammates who were used to the normal store operations were quickly retrained to adapt to their new roles of picking and packing orders online. And in May 2020, with the lockdown fully in place in Singapore, Decathlon actually made 99% of our sales solely through the e-commerce uh, platform. This is compared to the first quarter of the year where only about 8% of the sales were from e-commerce. 2021 was a year of recovery for COVID-19. The retail industry continued to be impacted by the subsequent infection waves and the regulatory adjustments that came with it. Towards the end of 2021, Decathlon Singapore saw 25% of our sales being made online through e-commerce website and the Decathlon app. As a comparison, Singapore online sales doubled and it's actually representing 16% at the same point of time. 
of which by now 60% of customers actually made their purchases through a mobile phone instead of the computer. This year in 2022, as travel and COVID restrictions were gradually withdrawn in Singapore, Decathlon observed a very strong recovery in the traffic to our stores, with traffic at different stores improving between plus 8% to plus 60% as compared to 2021. And this shift in consumer behaviours linked to the reopenings calls for, again, requirements for the team to adapt to the new business needs. As the customers start coming back to our stores, adjustments have to be made in terms of manpower allocation in stores and finance plays a crucial role in supporting the business unit to help them make their forecast of sales expectation and to better prepare the necessary resource needed for this change needs. The ability of a retailer to achieve and sustain its uh, performance regardless of internal or external changes is really vital in setting up the success of any business. In my view, this is really what happened across these five years and how the retail scene has uh, developed in these past five years. What would you say were the most interesting challenges that have come your way in your role as CFO? Thank you for the question, uh, Alan. I I think it's an interesting one because it really depends on many factors of internal and external challenges. At Decathlon, for instance, our mission internally, we want to make sustainably make the pleasures and benefit of sports accessible to the many. And from the finance perspective, one key internal challenge lies in ensuring that the business model, this business model works and create overall the most value for all our stakeholders. And this is done by finding the right balance between our strategies and the value we create for our stakeholders. And in this sense, I refer to the stakeholders as three separate groups that are co-dependent on each other. Number one, they are the users of our sporting products. We aim to provide the best value for money sporting products and great quality that are easily accessible for all these users. Number two, for our teammates, we aim to create value through having a desirable working environment and culture that they can develop themselves in and take pleasure and confidence in their work. And thirdly, we also want to create value for our shareholders by delivering healthy financial performances. So the whole idea is to actually find out the sweet spot of these three values that we are generating and how we can maximize the overall value altogether that is generated by Decathlon. In terms of external challenge, I would say for my role is really to help business adapt to cost pressures from external factors, such as, for instance, the supply chain issues that impacted the freight costs recently. Some rates today are still 400% higher than they were pre-pandemic, although it is notable that the rates are beginning to stabilize. On the other hand, there's also exchange rate fluctuations. For instance, in the USD and SING dollars has appreciated by about 4% since the start of the year. And this has affected businesses that purchase and imports products into Singapore. Finally, our goods and service tax GST will also increase by 1% in 2023 and then another 1% in 2024. So despite all these cost pressures, Decathlon is continuously working to provide the best value to price ratio of all our products and services in order to achieve our mission to make sports a accessible to the many. And with over 85 brands and 5,000 products and 60 sports under our belt, Decathlon really makes sporting equipment both accessible and affordable to everyone with our vertically integrated supply chain spanning from the retail stores, R&D, as well as manufacturing. You spoke about the many challenges that as a CFO you face. What about if we look at it from the side of the opportunities that are presented to Decathlon within the retail sector, this evolving environment that we are in? What would you say for you presents the greatest opportunity moving forward? Thanks for the question. I think there are many opportunities in Singapore for retail uh, industries and for Decathlon specifically, I would say the greatest opportunity really lies in having a strong sporting infrastructure that already exists in Singapore. There are today many facilities such as parks, courts, 
and areas available for free or for a small fee in order to practice sports. Based on a study as well by Statista, sports participation rate in Singapore is about 70% as of 2020. And this really helps set the stage for Decathlon Singapore to really make an impact and help the community to benefit from the pleasures of sports through accessibility of our products. And for the sporting retail sector, I think the greatest opportunity lies in the overall pro-business approach by the Singapore government. There are currently many support schemes provided by the government for businesses that are not just limited to the retail industry. And I think it's important that retail organizations take the lead and be proactive in using these support schemes to transform and strengthen further their businesses here in Singapore. For instance, on the Skills Future Enterprise Credits, SFEC by Enterprise Singapore. They provide the grants to cover for expenses for initiatives targeted at enterprise transformation and enhancement of employees' capabilities. And these really are many of the just a few opportunities that I just shared in Singapore that we have. The CFO role has evolved over the years. In fact, some of the consultants say it's now, depending on who says it, there's a strategist, a orchestrator, there's a whole list of expanded roles. And now with ESG coming in, there's the additional interest within the C-suites to assign this job or this responsibility over to the CFO. How do you stay focused and with so many responsibilities and expectations placed on this role? How do you stay focused and not get distracted by, say, priorities demanding your attention say at this very moment i think that's a great question Alan. and i do think like you mentioned it's really quite easy to get distracted with so many uh, topics and uh, projects happening around and if there's no clear mission or purpose for a company or for a role it is really easy to get uh, lost in all of this so at decathlon what, what i do see is uh, our purpose and mission is very clear and that is to be useful to the people and the planet and we want to achieve that by making pleasures and benefit of sports accessible to many. So accessibility here, I refer to whether the stores are near to us, near to the users, I mean, and whether the products are affordable in price, whether the products are available when they are needed. And to achieve this, we need to ensure that the team is on the same page by involving all our employees to define our two-year project. Decathlon Singapore's two-year project is actually co-written by all our teammates and centered around the purpose of mission of Decathlon. And this is then further cascaded down to our team mission. And in my case here in finance and personal mission, which forms part of our individual KPI for the year. So with this management scheme, in my opinion, it's actually quite easy to stay focused with the roles and responsibilities. Uh, I, I give you an example for instance, one of my personal mission statements, which is derived from the team mission, is to improve the finance function through finance transformation. And our team wrote this together, actually, and we will want it to be done through leveraging tools to streamline our current finance processes and enable cost efficiencies and operational excellence. Even as the CFO myself, I understand that I'm not able to achieve all of this on my own. And with the co-written team project, I think it's quite easy to identify someone who is passionate about this topic in the team who will then co-lead with me on this topic to head it. In this way as well, teammates are more motivated to take on these additional roles and tasks that they are passionate about because they feel a sense of responsibility in their ownership for having this work and uh, being able to take part in to co-write this project. So really, I think the, the sense of being staying focused is really coming back whether we have a clear purpose and mission identified and whether we give this opportunity for all our employees and teammates to participate in writing this project so that when there's a need to delegate some of these tasks, you easily find many passionate people who are really believing in this uh, sense of, or this project that we have wrote together. Looking ahead, what would you say are the priorities of the CFO of a retailer? And you can look at it from first from the perspective of, uh, say, the Catholic itself, and then secondly, from the perspective of the retail industry, if we look at it over the next uh, one to three years. 
I think, to be honest, the view from both as a retailer and as from, from the point of a Decathlon is quite similar. And I, I would say that the top three priorities as a CFO of Decathlon or any other retailer is firstly, there's a pressing need for all finance team, even the companies to take care of our planet. And this involves incorporating many sustainability reporting into our finance and shape the way that companies are res- environmentally responsible. Today, we already know that the International Sustainability Standards Board, ISSB, is already being set up. They are responsible for preparing the IFRS Sustainability Disclosure Standards. The trustees has announced the creation of ISSB and prototype standards were done in November 2021. Exposures drafts were issued this year in March and the final expected timeline for completion and the final standards to be issued is end of 2022. If you take a look at this, you can clearly see that the speed of how this was being prepared for adoption compared to other standards, such as the IFRS accounting standards, clearly implies that there's a strong urgency and importance on this topic of sustainability. And in my opinion, finance can really play a big part in this to help the companies grow in order to keep track of this necessary disclosure under these standards and ensure that the businesses take ownership and responsibility of the impacts that they have on the planet. Secondly, I I think it's also important, like I mentioned before, one of my mission is to transform our finance function. This is important because the finance function itself needs to transform in order to help the company or a retailer to transform. And uh, as I explained earlier, this is because uh, the business model and the retail scene has evolved so fast and uh, drastically over these past five years, and mainly due to the the acceleration by the pandemic. So in finance transformation, I, I do foresee these two key objectives to achieve. Number one, there must be finance operational excellence. We want to guarantee that the financial compliance of our activities, automated finance processes, and this will in turn decrease the finance expense ratio and the end result is to have a finance team that is very efficient and provides top quality operational excellence. The second point in finance transformation is really how finance act as a value accelerator. We want to guarantee available and accurate real-time key data for business decision-making by using the best visualization or analytics competency to generate these data insights and co-drive the value creation of each of these business models. And these also involves that the finance teams are able to develop and disseminate such knowledge and understanding of economic or financial stakes to all the teammates and leaders within their organization or in the team so that it improves and enhances everyone's business decision-making competency. And finally, one last importance, I think, for a retailer would be a priority would be to prioritize the exploration of new business model within retail. This is in order to enable companies to become more resilient in this ever-changing market. We have seen, again, the pandemic has been a true testament to the phrase survival of the fittest. Retailers can no longer just bank on the tried and tested business models, considering how fast things changes and how quickly new entrants can emerge to disrupt this market and take over the market share. For me, one of the key roles as Decathlon CFO is to enable the company innovative and to future-proof ourselves by diversifying the way we create value. For example, to achieve Decathlon's mission to make the pleasures and benefits of elf sports accessible to the many, we have recently invested and launched our very own Decathlon Sports Marketplace that exists natively inside our website since May 2022. This is our efforts to continue to improve our offer and positioning Decathlon as the leader of sporting retail scene in Singapore and be the top of mind brand. And this reimagined business model has allowed us to expand and improve the business offerings, which we will help the brand to gain competitive advantage in the long term. And I really think this is something that many other companies, retailers can also adopt to make sure that their business is resilient and future-proof. York Young, thank you very much for joining us on Podcasts for Future CFO. Thank you, Alan. It was my pleasure being here. 
That was York Yong Yo, Chief Financial Officer, Decathlon Singapore, on the topic of how CFOs can lead an evolving retail scene. You are listening in the podcast for future CFO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CFO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CFO. Bye for now.